Welcome back to the Let's Argue podcast, brought to you by HHWR Builders, centered around college football and much, much more. Here are your hosts, Jason Cody Morris, Zeke Shivers, and Jackson Beckham. Gentlemen, it's time to argue. Well, welcome back to another Let's Argue podcast, episode nine. And gentlemen, as we expected, a shaking up has been done in the college football rankings. And man, oh man, we got to a lot, a lot to talk about. We yes, do. sir. So, I mean, let's just jump right into it. And as like we like to do, start from the bottom going up. Um, any anything that really sticks out to you at the bottom? I mean, it really from twenty five to let's say fifteen or so. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think. I, I, the thing that sticks out to me most is Louisville finds their way into the top 25. Yeah. That is pretty wild. You know, like, I didn't think Louisville would be a top 25 team at all this season. You know, I mean, they're not a horrible team, but we're talking top 25 in the college football rankings. Yeah. And I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad to see that once the one sport at Louisville can, uh, win a couple ball games because their basketball team is absolutely not. But uh yeah. Hey, go Cardinals. Yeah, I agree with that. Um Louisville being at twenty five sticks out with me to me. Um Texas is back in there. They're also a four loss team. Texas definitely deserves to be in the top twenty five even though they have four losses. I think they're um a good football team. Uh another thing that surprises me the most, um Ole Miss falls all the way to twenty. Right. And Notre mm-hmm. Dame and Florida State sit at 15 and 16. Those those teams right there, those three teams, Notre Dame, Florida State, and Ole Miss, those three teams sitting where they sit surprises me the most from 25 to 15. I agree. I mean, Ole Miss, I mean, they did lose. Who did they lose to this weekend? Ole Miss lost to Arkansas on the road. Yeah, you know, when you lose to a team that's a little over 500, you know, you're not going to keep your ranking and then FSU, you know, they've played some good games. They've not played great at times. But, you know, um, I mean, I can see them being there at uh, 16. And I can also see Notre Dame being at 15, considering, like, just who lost who lost this weekend, like the shakeup we had. What see, was UNC before this week? UNC was 13. They were like, yeah, when you're 13 and lose to Georgia Tech and only fall four spots, that does make you question the Ole Miss moving that far back. That's exactly what I was about to say. I was about to say, I know Ole Miss has one more loss, but Ole Miss has a lot better wins than UNC. Facts. And, I mean, better losses, I guess you could say, too. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Georgia Tech, you could fall a little more than just a few spots. Yeah. <laughs> but there's another team that's in the top 25 who lost to a bad team that should have dropped more, but we'll get into that in a second. I got a feeling his I know I know what he's gonna say. It's gonna be the Utah Utes, but that's they're sitting outside of out of fifteen. Um I wanna look at Notre Dame and Florida State and evaluate those teams really the most as we're looking at the bottom half of the top twenty five. Notre Dame's big win is Clemson at home. And I think we can all yeah. agree that that's Notre Dame's biggest win. Florida State's biggest win is LSU game one. I, in my in my eyes, I'm saying I'm saying that Florida State's win is better than Notre Dame's. You mm. guys may disagree with me because it's game one, but if you look, LSU's sitting one spot out of the college football playoff right now. If it ended today, so why is Florida State not ranked ahead of Notre Dame? 
that's my question to you guys. I just Jack, think it's more of how they played throughout the year. You know, the rankings, you know, they, they change every week. So I think it was you know, maybe, maybe Notre Dame played worse this week and then Florida State played worse other weeks. So, you know, I think it just came down to that. I don't think you can base the one spot difference off of one game, really. I think it's a whole season that goes into it. Um, I kind of think maybe Notre Dame is ahead because kind of like how Jack said, the way they've played ever since that bad loss at Stanford, you know, they turn around and they beat a super hot Syracuse team who was ranked at 16, then turn right around and beat Clemson. And I feel like, you know, Florida State, they, they got off to a good start with that win at LSU, but LSU was also unranked at the time. So yeah. and then they then they lose three games in a row to Wake Forest, NC State, and Clemson, the only three ranked opponents they played all year. So I feel like that's the difference is Notre Dame is beating ranked opponents, but when FSU played ranked opponents during the season, they couldn't find a way to win, no matter what yeah. they're right now. Yeah, I think I, that just goes like throughout the season. It's just really how you play. I mean, the rankings now are a reflection of, I think, the whole season, even though like, the college rankings change week to week. It's just the whole season you drop and you go up, and it's just a matter of where you end up before these rankings come out. And, you know, you may, you may have a bigger win than others, but, you know, it depends on how you play throughout the year that puts you where you are. Yeah, and, JC, we said one time on the show, we were saying that, you know, the CFP looks at how teams were ranked when they lost or when they got beat, not at what they're ranked now. And so that's my answer to your question on why Notre Dame is ranked ahead because of their wins against those teams, like when Clemson was ranked that high. Or I just don't think that FSU's win against a now pretty good LSU team, but LSU was unranked at the time and it was a one-point win. And I don't think that for the CFP it justifies moving them ahead. Well, Zeke, let me say this because you called me out um, and asked what the rankings were, and what they did show was the strength of record—not the strength of schedule, but the strength of record—with L- um, LSU, USC, and Clemson. And LSU's best win was against Bama, and then Clemson's best win was Florida State. Well, then they said USC's best win was UCLA, and it was the 18th-ranked UCLA. So I do remember us talking about how we looked at how they were ranked when they played, where their strength of record was showing what they were ranked now. So I don't know if it's changed or if they were just trying not to confuse anybody with the rankings, but they said USC's best win was 18 UCLA. UCLA was not ranked 18th last week. Yeah, I mean – I get, I get where you're coming from. Um, it's, I don't know. It's kind of weird, but like, also, I don't know how accurate it is to compare that Pac-12 team because they have hardly any common opponents, if any. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what all goes into that, but I do know that USC has probably played a better schedule no matter the rankings like just take apart the rankings and look at the teams USC's played a better schedule 
than both Florida State and Clemson in my eyes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what all goes into it, but that's interesting. I just don't think that when you compare Clemson and Florida State, you can – or I'm sorry, Notre Dame and Florida State, you can say that Florida State is worthy of being ahead of Notre Dame. Jackson, I want to hold – you said you said it was a week-to-week type thing or uh, you said it was an overall season type ranking thing, like you were looking at the whole season now. I want to hold on to that thought because once we get to – five and six and seven and eight. I want to ask that same question for those teams. But now that we're moving outside of the top 15, I feel like the most shaken up is between five to five. So we're going to start go up to the top and work our way back down. Um, and starting with the top, the top four teams stay the same. And there's really no surprise there. No, not at all. I mean, being 11 and 0, still finding ways to win. I mean, Let's be real. There's, I didn't expect it to change. So, I mean, oh no, it was a. Uh, I mean, it's pretty fair. I mean, this week with the big game, we'll see some in the rivalry weekend. We'll see. We'll definitely see some movement with the Ohio State Michigan game because one of them is going to yeah. lose. So, yeah, it'll definitely. I mean, it'll, it's going to change after this Saturday. So, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there ain't no point in trying to change it up now because this Saturday is going to do it for them. Well, moving right on down, and I feel right here is where we could argue the most. Five and six, LSU takes the five spot with two losses. Southern Cal coming off a ranked win sits at number six. They didn't flip them. And if you look um, at what our predictions were, I know Jackson wasn't on the podcast um, Sunday night, but Jackson did send in his predictions. Zeke and Jackson both said LSU would be ranked over USC. But I disagreed. I thought USC would jump LSU, and obviously that didn't happen. But I feel like this right here, five and six, is where we could talk all night long. And, you know, if we went to what I think it should be, I think USC should be above LSU, but those are just my college football predictions. You know, USC and LSU, both outstanding teams this year. But I do think USC should be above LSU, but that would be in my my rankings. But – when it comes to the CFP rankings, what I thought they would do, I I wouldn't, I was not expecting a flip in five or six. See, that's that's where I have to disagree and call me crazy, but I do think that LSU deserves to be ranked over USC. Period. Not only did I predict it, but I agree with it because <laughs> yes, there's a bad loss to Florida State by one point, first game of the year, but we also saw them kind of riding an Oregon team who got absolutely blown out in their first game of the year, and yet Oregon still got to hang around the spot that LSU has kind of been paddling around in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then, And then, you know, you say LSU barely beats Auburn, and then they lose to Tennessee. Well, Tennessee was number eight, and then the next coming weeks, Tennessee goes to be the number one team in the country. But then, what I mean, what LSU does is they turn around, and they beat the number seven team, Ole Miss, by a lot. And then the next week, they turn around and beat number six, Alabama. So how many top ten wins does USC have? Because LSU's got two of them. Well, here's here's my thing, Jackson. I know you, you said it just a few minutes ago that it was pretty much at this point of the season, it was an overall type of – they're looking at the season overall. They're not looking at it week to week type thing. USC beat a ranked opponent last week. Mm-hmm. On, on the road. 
Yeah. Here's but, the thing, though. But, that's the only that's the only ranked opponent that USC's played outside of the one they lost to. And I agree with that. But if you look, I know, and I know you can't punish LSU for pay, playing a, a cupcake type team, but they only played they played UAB. And if you remember, that game was close for a while. I know they pulled away, and the score looks like it was a blowout win. But that game was close for a while. And the reason I put USC above LSU is for the ranked win, the way they went on the road and won against a ranked opponent. I just thought that they would they would switch those two teams, even though you can't really punish LSU for playing a cupcake type team. So then, why don't they move Michigan ahead of Ohio State a couple weeks ago when Ohio State barely beat Northwestern? And if you remember, I don't know if you guys remember, but I had Michigan at number two that week also. That, yeah, I know it didn't so happen, but I said Michigan should be number two. That's why I'm explaining. Like that's why I predicted the college football playoffs to do this because we haven't seen them jump a bunch of teams just because they didn't play good. Like we've seen them kind of ride the win as a win type idea. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you could say that for Georgia also when it when it was um, when they 100%. went one hundred percent. Yeah, so I mean, you could say it for every team. Um, maybe I just looked into it a little little too deep um, with the win, but I guess you could say now that USC has their win that they could say this is why we deserve to get in. I know it's not a big win, but it's a ranked win on the road, and that's the win they've been looking for all year. Yeah, well, it ain't gonna matter. They need to enjoy it now because Notre Dame's gonna go into Southern Cal and beat them. Yes, you picked it last uh, Sunday night. You said that Southern Cal would beat them. And um, I'm trying to look to see if Jackson said it too. No. I said Notre Dame would beat them. I said Notre Dame would beat them. Our guest picker, Bo, said USC would win, and Jackson said USC would win. So we're split decision there. But I think Notre Dame goes in there and beats them also. Yes, sir. I mean, ain't no way that USC – I mean, I don't know. I just got that feeling, you know. Sometimes that feeling is right. But moving on down the um the hey field. I had that same feeling about Miami beating FSU so I don't know if <laughs> I'm, I'm, right. but yeah, the feeling well, is usually well I don't know if you lost your sense of feels but after that pick you need to have your feelings revoked <laughs> <laughs> moving on down the uh, CFP rankings on another two spots that we could really argue seven and eight Alabama stays ahead of Clemson Clemson not a uh, ten and one. Bama nine and two, and if we're being realistic with ourselves, Clemson is the really team, the only, the team with the realest and truest shot to get back into the playoffs from seven to ten. Clemson is really the only team that could get in. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think just why Clemson is still pushed back behind Alabama is Clemson lost at a bad time. They lost at a bad week, and they pushed them back way too far. And then you know. If they would have lost, you know, the exact same time as a couple of these other teams, I think that Clemson would be ahead of Alabama. But you just – it's the same thing. A win's a win strategy, and Alabama wins the week that Clemson loses. So, you know, you got to put Alabama ahead of them, even though they have two losses. Yeah, exactly. Like I was saying, it's a week-to-week kind of thing. They – the time of the loss isn't great, you know, but I mean, and Clemson hasn't played amazing football all year, but I definitely feel like out of those, really anybody, they have the best chance of jumping up into the four spot or maybe even three spot. Hmm. Well, here's here's another thing where 
I disagreed with you guys. You guys you guys predicted that Alabama would be ahead of Clemson, but I said Clemson would jump Bama. Clemson beat uh, Miami, who um, Jackson said would beat Florida State. But um, <laughs> hey, we don't. Uh, you know, in the past, but, you know, we've yeah, but uh, on. Clemson beat that same team forty to ten last week. Bama played Austin P and beat them thirty-four to nothing. And I know it's Austin P and all this, but I said that Clemson would jump because it was a conference game, and they beat them by thirty. I was wrong once again, and I think that the reason I'm wrong is because they're banking the two losses that they have against that Bama has are better than the one loss Clemson has. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you're saying, you know, Alabama only beat Austin PA by 34 points but it's just that same logic you can you can apply that logic to any team you know like ohio state only beats northwestern by 14 georgia only beats kent state by 17 you know and it's just i I don't know it i didn't i wasn't really too worked up about this ranking because alabama's out for sure and all, all clemson has to do to jump them is to win out the rest of their year and then it's gonna be an automatic jump. Like I wasn't I wasn't upset at this and I think the CFP, you know, should leave Alabama right there where they are because they've been winning and they beat a good Ole Miss team, you know. So I don't know. I wasn't too upset with it. And like I said, it's not gonna take much from Clemson to really take that back indefinitely. Mm-hmm. I see I see that. Zeke, you said you weren't too mad about those two rankings. I know it's something that will. We all, <laughs> all kind of think that or, – or I think that number nine Oregon is in a good spot. But from 10 to 14, I can tell you what I disagree with. I disagree with 10, Tennessee. I, I think they should have fell out. They only fell five spots, losing Man. losing to an unranked Carolina team. Like, wow. Um, yeah. So I think Tennessee should have failed. I think Penn State, who's at 11, should be in the top 10. We all said Penn State should be in the top 10. Um, K-State still sitting at 12. They got a chance to go to the Big 12 championship game if they win. If they win Saturday, they're in. But if uh, if they lose and Texas wins, Texas has a chance to get in. But Kansas, Kansas State controls their own destiny. I think they should be higher. And then Washington and Utah. Washington, I think, is in a good spot. But Utah at 14, I disagree with. Yeah, starting with uh, Penn State. I mean, Penn State is – Probably one of the most slept-on football teams outside of Washington, I think, because Penn State's two losses come to Michigan and Ohio State, okay? And Ohio State, the Ohio State game, Penn State really should have won. But other games, they're handling business. I mean, outside of the Northwestern game and the Purdue game, they've literally won by 30 points each game, I think. So, I mean, Penn State's handling business. They're playing good football. Their only two losses come to the two and three best team in the country. Why not put them at 10? Tennessee has lost two ball games in the past three weeks and one of them to a team that has been getting blown out by everybody else. So, like, I don't get it. I really don't. Awkward silence, so I'm just gonna keep talking. Yeah, I was about to pick up. I wanted <laughs> I mean, to see if I wanted to I was waiting to see if Jackson was gonna step in and talk right there. So I was well, I really didn't know where to go with that, you know. It's just um I think yeah, I think just... the only I think the only right way to go with it is Tennessee is nine and two, Penn mm-hmm. State is nine and two, 
Penn State's two losses are to two of the best teams in the country. No, they don't have a good ranked win like Tennessee does over Alabama. But look how Tennessee has played the last three weeks. Look how Penn State's played the last three weeks. And tell me how Tennessee does not drop out of the top ten. I don't know. I'm going to just – go ahead there. Go ahead, Jackson. I mean, Tennessee, you know – they didn't score a touchdown on Jordan. No, it was just field goals, right? Or my, well, they did score a touchdown. They right? scored a late a, touchdown. A boom. That late one, quarter. yeah, that's what it was. And then you let, you know, Missouri put 24 up on you. Then, then you lose to South Carolina. You're like, wow, you only to 10. And then you look at Penn State and yeah, they, they do lose to, um, uh, Michigan and then Ohio State. And they played Ohio State pretty toughly. And then they should have beat Ohio State. They should have beat Ohio State. And then you, and you, do good things on Maryland, and then you kill Rutgers, which isn't a great team, but you still do very good. It's, in, it's kind of coming to a close, like, wow, why is that not different, you know? The the thing I want to say about these two teams right here at a 10 and 11, and I know it really doesn't matter where they're ranked, but it really kind of does because of bowl, like the type of bowl they're going to get to. I think Penn State could easily be a New Year's Six type bowl team, and they, they, might, as, they might get into a, a New Year's Six bowl even being at 11, but I think with Penn State, they've been hanging around that 11 spot, I feel like, for like the past three or four weeks now. Yes, 100%. And, that, and just to push them up to 10 and let Tennessee fall to 11 would have been saying a lot for the committee. Let's, I mean, let's be real. Tennessee has, what, lost two in the past was four weeks? Two in the past three. Two in the past three weeks. And now that Penn State's been hanging around for that number 11 for th- three weeks now, I mean, why hasn't Tennessee fallen far? I mean – I know it was a three versus one matchup in Athens, so they only fell to like what five, and yeah. then that was a a five and unranked matchup in Columbia. But still, I think I think an unranked a four loss Clemson, I mean uh, South Carolina team. I think they should have fell a little bit further and given them more respect to Penn State. I mean, I just I don't yeah. see why why yeah, I Tennessee mean, it, gets the edge over them. South Carolina is not just seven and four; they've got a they've got bad losses man and Tennessee has played a couple teams I mean they played Florida really close and we see Florida now they played Pitt really close we see Pitt now I don't know I just I think that Penn State they just for them to have been hanging around that 11 to 14 spot for so many weeks now because Penn State if I'm not mistaken and I may be but Penn State was like a top 11 team and then they lost to Michigan and Ohio State. I don't know. They just had those two bad losses within a few weeks and then, you know, they pushed them back to that 14-15 type spot and they just can't seem to get out of it. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know I don't know what it is. I would like I mean, we talk about it I feel like every midweek bonus episode that it's behind closed doors when they vote. I would just like to be able to go in there on some of their their votes and why they pick why they pick because this would be one of those I mean it, it doesn't matter it's not a top four neither one of these teams are getting in the playoffs but why does Tennessee get the edge over Penn State maybe their two losses are better but they're not let I mean, me throw like you said, no I would love if they broadcasted the uh, CFP committee instead of just revealing them I feel like it'd be really cool if they just showed as soon as they voted and the votes went in they popped up the rankings because that'd be really cool. Let me let me throw yeah. something out there just just to chew on a little bit. So when Penn State lost their first game to Michigan, 
Penn State was ranked number 10. After they lost to Michigan, they dropped to 13, right? So, okay, uh-huh. so they're still somewhere around the 11 area. Yeah, so they get to 13, and then they lose to Ohio State. Who and was from, number two or one? No, they were number two or three. They were number two. Okay, so a really so high then, ranking. So then you lose to Ohio State, and then they drop a couple spots, okay? But after that, they start blowing teams out, right? And so, like, if you're only at, like, that 13 to 15 spot and you're blowing everybody out, how are you not moving up? And then by the time that a top 10 team gets blown out by a 7-4 and four South Carolina, how do you not get moved into the top 10 when you've been blowing everybody out and a top 10 team just got absolutely throttled by a, by a terrible team? <laughs> I'm going to put it this way. If there's anybody that you could pick out 1-25 to 25 on who needs to be mad on where they're ranked, it's Penn State. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just – I don't think – I think Utah gets away with being ranked at 14. I think they've got to be happy, more than happy with that ranking. North Carolina only falling to 17. They've got to be more than happy with that ranking. Penn State, I'd, I'd be mad. I mean, why why can't we be in the top 10? Yep. And yeah, so, especially just because of they're right behind Tennessee, too. I mean, exactly. And that would make it even better. And you think about recruiting wise, also, if especially if those two teams are going after a certain player, they're like, okay, see what happens. We've worked our way back in the top 10. Tennessee's now out. I mean, it, it being in the top 10 does more than you think, even though it's just a number. And even if you're out of the playoffs, being in the top 10 says a lot. It does. Yeah, and, and I'd like to see a – I mean, I'd like to see a Penn State-Oregon bowl game, you know. That'd be an awesome bowl game. Much rather – you know, I'd much rather see that than Tennessee with a backup quarterback versus Oregon. <laughs> well, well, Zeke, now that you brought that up, I want to think. So, the the Rose Bowl is not a playoff game this year. So, that is what? The Pac-12 and is it an at-large or is it a Big Ten team? Because usually it's like an Oregon-Michigan type game, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it would be like, let's say USC. and Let's say USC doesn't get in. So, USC and a Big Ten team. So, it could be Penn State. Yeah. So, the Sugar Bowl would be – Tennessee, or no, it'd be LSU and a Big 12. It could be Kansas State. Man, Penn State could, I mean, easily fall into either a tougher bowl game or even fall out of the New Year's Six if they're not careful. Yeah, and I I just – I feel like Penn State, I don't know, just watching them play the past couple weeks, I feel like they can win a good bowl game, but – I, I think they know. deserve a good bowl game at least. Exactly, and I don't yeah. think that they're going to be given a good bowl game because of this crap. So, to go back over it, the one through ten, the top four remains the same. LSU at five, USC at six, Bama seven, Clemson eight, Oregon nine, and Tennessee to round out the top ten. Um, guys, I want to look at our predictions, and obviously if you if I'm looking at the chart, I have a whole lot of red on what I got wrong. Um, <laughs> you guys all called one through eight. Like I said, I got five and six wrong, seven and eight wrong, and then our nine and tens. Um, Jackson said Penn State should be nine. He said Tennessee would be ten. He predicted Tennessee to be in the top ten. He didn't like it. It wasn't in his own top ten, but he said Tennessee would be ten. He called that one. Um, I said Oregon at nine and Penn State at ten, and then um, Zeke said Penn State at nine and Oregon at ten. 
for our CFP predictions. Yeah, and I think I, I probably should have put Oregon at nine above Penn State. I didn't think about that because when I'm, you know, when you're comparing the two teams, Oregon has the loss to number three, but you know, Penn State has two losses to top five ranked opponents. But the difference between them is Oregon has two ranked wins or three ranked wins as compared to Penn State has zero. So I do think that Oregon now should be ahead of Penn State, um, and I should have picked that, but Penn State still deserves my 10 spot. So It's not crazy to say that they deserve that spot. I mean, I had them at nine, so I think they definitely deserve not to be 11. I think that they, we've all said that they definitely deserve that top 10 ranking somewhere. Yeah, and as, as you look at the predictions, we've all said that Penn State should be in the top 10, whether it's 9 or 10. We all th- agreed that Penn State should be in the top 10, no matter where it was. Um, so as we've argued some of the spots and talked about the spots that we don't like and that we agree with, I think the best way to round out these type of episodes or the bonus episodes is it's always fun to talk about the what if before we actually get to the real thing. And um, actually, we're going to post this on. Instagram account, go give it us a follow at let's argue podcast underscore. Um, go that we're gonna post this on there, drop in the comments your who's your four teams in this scenario. We got a what if scenario and hang on because it's a good one, but there's a lot of explaining. So, the what if scenario is number one, Georgia is your SEC champion, meaning they went out, Ohio State Buckeyes, they went out, meaning they beat Michigan and win the Big Ten, number three, Michigan loses to Ohio State. CU beats Iowa State this week, but loses the Big 12 championship. Of course, LSU loses to Georgia. USC loses this weekend, but wins two losses. Number seven, Bama, they're good. And number eight, Clemson finishes the season with one loss and wins the ACC championship. You guys, number one, Georgia would be 13-0. Number two, Ohio State would be 13-0. Number three, Michigan, 11-1. Number four, TCU, 12-1. Number five, LSU, 10-3. Number six, USC, 11-2. And number eight, Clemson, 12-1. Who are four teams? I'm going to let one of y'all go first because I have a good argument for mine. JC, go first. I don't want to go first. (laughs) I'll go first. I don't want to go first. I I think number one. If this is the scenario, number one and two. But number three and four is what's up for grabs. You have a one-loss Michigan sitting on the outside and a one-loss Clemson sitting on the outside. Also, I think if USC loses, they're out. The Pac-12 is out. LSU is out. So it comes down to three teams. TCU, who is not a champion, and Michigan. I think Clemson's in, but I think they get – Depending on where the vote is, it's Clemson and Michigan. And because I think Clemson is the ACC champion and they went out, they get the three spot, and the Michigan Wolverines get the four spot. So one Georgia, two Ohio State, three Clemson, four Michigan. And the reason that Michigan is four is they don't want Ohio State and Michigan to have to play back-to-back like that, and Clemson's the champion. So Georgia would play – Michigan, once again in the semifinal round in the Peach Bowl, Ohio State goes to Arizona to face off against the ACC champion, Clemson Tigers. 
Jackson, go ahead. Yep. Mine's the same. I would have Georgia and Ohio State as the same ones. And TCU loses the championship. LSU obviously has two losses. And um, we said USC would lose to Notre Dame in this scenario, right? Yeah, so they'd have two losses but be a Pac-12 champion. Yeah, I think it would definitely have to be um, – it would come down to this that Clemson, Michigan, one being – they're both being 10 and one, but the only difference is one being a champion. And so that that's the only reason I have. I would have Clemson at three and Michigan at four. Now, if Clemson and Michigan played right now, I think Michigan will win. But it's just because one's a champion, one's not, and that's the only reasoning that that would be three and four. Zeke, before you go, I want to chime in. I agree with you, Jackson, about if Michigan and Clemson played right now. But remember when Georgia got in and they could have been the four team, but they didn't want Georgia and Alabama to play in the semifinal round because they just got out of the SEC championship game. I think it comes down to that same situation, Ohio State and Michigan. They don't want those two teams playing back-to-back. So I think Ohio State stays at two and Michigan falls to four, just so we don't see that rematch so early. And that's right, fair. Guys, yeah, ready? it makes sense. Oh, Lord, I'm ready, Zeke. We're ready, Zeke. All right. One, UGA. Two, Ohio State. Three, Clemson. But number four, how do you not put TCU in there? At number four. I mean, well, let me explain. Here's my, here's let my me argument. Explain. Before you go explain, ahead, here's my ahead, argument. Go ahead, go ahead. Because TCU and Michigan are in the same boat. And here's what I mean. They're not, they, though. They are. One lost their Big 12 championship. And we've been saying all year, if TCU loses, they're out. Yeah. See, I don't think that's the case, though. Because, I mean, as a CFP voter, you have to look at TCU – and say that TCU has five ranked wins, and Michigan has one. Five ranked wins compared to one. TCU had four ranked wins four weeks in a row, period. And they're in the same boat with the one loss in the championship, but TCU would probably lose the Big 12 championship to a Kansas State team who also has one, two, would have probably two or three ranked wins, which is also better than Michigan. So it's like, how do you exclude TCU with five ranked wins? Who? Here's my argument. TCU only has two current ranked wins. Number 15, K-State, who they're going to rematch in the Big 12 title game, who the scenario is they lose to. So the rematch is they lose to the 15th ranked K-State team that they beat. And – they, look, they have a win over the 24th-ranked Texas. Okay. Mich- Michigan's win is to number 11 Penn State. Here's my only counter. Loss, it, their only loss is on the road to the number two team, Ohio State Buckeyes. Here's my counter, though. Didn't we say that the CFP is going to look at who or how they were ranked when they won or how they were ranked when they lost? We've said that because that's how they've been pr- – that, I mean, that's evident what they've been doing all year long. They've been looking at these teams and what they were ranked when they beat them and what they were ranked when they lost to them. And I'm telling you, I think the CFP looks at TCU and says, y'all were 11-0, but y'all had four weeks straight where y'all beat four ranked teams. And then y'all ended the season with five ranked wins, and then you lose to a Kansas State team in the Big 12 who has came out and beaten other people like – be for real. You got to put TC in there. Well, I mean, when you said that, um, 
looking at where you ranked and where you lost. If TCU loses to an eight and three Kansas State, who's ranked at number twelve right now, and Michigan loses to number two Ohio State, how many ranked wins does better? Ohio State? How many ranked wins do Michigan and Ohio State have? How many ranked wins do Kansas State and TCU have? I don't care. I don't care if Ohio State is like number two and Michigan's number three, but like, I mean, we can't forget that TCU's been sitting there at four for a very long time. And well, I me, don't think I don't think it's fair to have Michigan hang on to that four spot when they have just not played the caliber of schedule that TCU has. Let me back up my counterpart since Jackson uh, agreed with me on T- Michigan getting in over TCU. I th- I thought that they looked at where they were ranked when they beat them, but then when they put out their strength of record and only shown where they're ranked now, I think it's different. I think they look about where they're ranked now because Clemson lost to Notre Dame isn't looking as bad as it was. So I think they look at where they're ranked at the end, like now. So at the end of the season, TCU is going to lose to the 15th ranked K-State who has three losses. And Michigan's only loss is going to be to the number two team in the country on the road, and they beat the number 11 team Penn State. Their their resume – is I think better than TCU if TCU gets. Well, I'll tell you this right now, and I mean it's just a for sure fact. If Ohio State beats Michigan by two touchdowns or more, they're gonna put TCU in there because they're gonna look and say Michigan barely beat Illinois. They just lost by pretty by a lot to Ohio State. What makes me think that I can put them in and they're gonna go and give Georgia a run for their money? Now, if it's two touchdowns, I agree. But I'm thinking this game's going to be a whole lot closer than than that. I think I think Michigan even has a chance to come out on top, but that's not the no, scenario. Like I'm so. picking, I'm picking Michigan to beat Ohio State, but for the scenario, TCU gets in. I just, I cannot, I cannot overlook five ranked wins. I just can't do it. Well, listeners, this is going to be on the Instagram. Like I said, please drop in the comments what you think and. Um, We'd and love who to you see. agree with, y'all better yeah. agree with me. Who y'all agree with, drop your four teams on who's in. Even drop your five and six because I think TCU would be five for me. Um, but drop your five and six also. We're going to drop the bracket so you can you can see it and um, help picture it a little bit better. But please drop it in your comments. We're trying to get you listeners engaged a little bit more, um, doing whatever we can. Um, but, Jackson, me and you agree on Michigan. And Zeke is a long wolf here and goes with TCU. Um, it's fun to talk about these what-if scenarios. Put some respect really? on TCU's name. Michigan couldn't do crap last year. What makes me think they'll do it this year? You think TCU can, buddy? Huh? You think TCU can do some crap? Uh, I think TCU deserves a, a chance. <laughs> you think either one of those teams can beat the dogs in the semifinals? Nope, but and that's why <laughs> TCU deserves a chance because why would I want to watch Michigan get beat two years in a row? Let me see a new I mean, dynamic. Who do we think has a better chance of beating Georgia, Michigan or TCU? Michigan. TCU. What? Wow. That's wild. That's wild. What? The offense, man. You're telling me a one-point win to Baylor, a 10-point win to Texas Tech, a 10-point win to West Virginia team can beat has a better chance of beating the number one team in the country? A three-point three win at home to an unranked Oklahoma State? Dude. I think TCU would have a better shot just because of the games I've watched. When you watch Michigan and when you watch TCU, these teams, like, 
the teams that Michigan are playing are not as good as the teams that TCU are playing, point blank, period. You think Maryland and Rutgers are as good as Texas and Kansas State? And I mean, I, they're just not. Like, I think Penn State is, though. Huh? I think Penn State is. But I don't know. I just, I don't think that Michigan, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know why I think that, but just watching the games, like you'd have to watch. I've watched a ton of TCU games this year. I don't know why, but I have. And I just think that TCU's offense would give the Georgia defense more trouble than Michigan's because Michigan, a lot of Michigan's offense is on the ground, right? And Georgia's run defense is fantastic. The last thing I'm going to say. Go ahead, Jackson. I mean, that is true, you know. When you look at like which offense versus the defense, you know, I feel like Georgia's kind of good no matter how they are on offense. But Michigan's run game is where they're the strongest, and Georgia's run defense is where it's the strongest. So the last that'll thing be if, that, if it comes down to that. I think that's where the game is won is when Michigan's on offense and Georgia's on defense. That would be a game to see. Me and you, me and you said that in that scenario, that's what would happen. But the last thing I'm gonna say about this argument between Michigan and TCU. Michigan won, beat Penn State 41-17. to 17. TCU hasn't beaten a ranked opponent that bad yet. Well, it's kind of hard to come out and beat a ranked opponent like that when you got to play them back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. I mean, you definitely got an argument. We've, we've, we've set but up the I, argument. Guys, please, but, please, 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 we're begging you to go real. on to the um, – the Instagram and drop your comments because we want to hear your arguments also. Yeah, and for real, I mean, like, don't I don't want to stay on this too long, and I don't want to keep listeners waiting, but in the game, Michigan versus Georgia, TCU versus Georgia, I feel like TCU does more in the air and challenges the Georgia secondary. I mean, Michigan is just going to try and run the ball. They've been the same team for forever. Max Duggan's better than J.J. McCarthy, simple as that. Michigan's just going to try to run the ball up the middle like they did in the bowl game last year, and Georgia's run defense is going to freaking shut it down. I mean, Georgia prides itself in its D-line and its linebackers, and TCU prides itself in 15-yard passes. So It's true. The, the argument's there. The argument's there for both sides. Um, so as we, as we round out the episode – We've tried to make the midweek episodes a little bit shorter for the ones that want the shorter episodes and keep the, the Sunday episodes a little bit longer for the ones that want the longer episodes. So, um, guys, the argument's there, but as we round out, uh, any closing statements or clown moments you want to to add add on to this, um, I feel like, good episode? Jackson, you got anything? No, I, don't, I really don't think so. I mean, I think we've covered what, like, we're supposed to cover in the midweek episode. So I think we've talked about what we're supposed to talk about in this midweek episode too. It's been really good. So I don't think I have any. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any clown moments. Um, you know, I said I was going to go listen to Mike Leach, but I did. Dadgummit. <laughs> I'm sure he has something we could clown him for. Oh, my! I think my clown moment this week will be Desmond Howard because we still have not seen Texas A&M in the top anything. That's true. <laughs> you know who you know who I think no, my clown moment is the guy that has is verified on Twitter that says he said his sources was that Lane Kiffin was going to be the oh, head man. coach. And and Lane oh Kiffin responds to him and goes, "Well, where'd you get your sources from? Cuz this is news to me." 
That's no. my clown moment. The guy that tweeted no. that, that's my clown moment. I think Lane Kiffin's other response was the clown moment where he mocked him. <laughs> he was like, he was like, this dude is leaving this news station to go to, and has accepted a job at another news station, but that news station hasn't offered him the job. <laughs> Lane Kiffin is a sports. national treasure. What was that, Jackson? Yeah. I mean, Lane Kiffin's just a guy himself. A lot of, a lot of false sources are out there this week, I guess, with all of the things going on with different, uh, the especially with the Lane Kiffin. There's been a lot of like misleading, misleading things when it comes to Lane Kiffin this week. To close out this episode, who becomes the next Auburn head coach? Ooh, okay, I'm gonna go first. I think if you go for new head coach, like a different person. Goes Lane and Dan Mullen, either or, but knowing how Auburn makes decisions and Cadillac Williams isn't doing horrible, that's just something to watch out for. I don't agree with it, but he's not doing horrible, and Auburn does make questionable hires and questionable moves. So I just say watch out for him. Zeke, who's the next Auburn head coach? Um, it's gonna be Bobby Boucher. <laughs> Genius. I say Urban Meyer actually. <laughs> It's gonna be, um, it's gonna be. I mean, you know, I've been saying Lane Kiffin all along, so I'm gonna stick with it. It's fair. I've been saying that it would be Dan Mullen, but I just don't think it's Dan Mullen. I think they go after an assistant, and if I, if they're smart, they would try to go get Todd Mockin from Georgia, even though I think he's set. I think a Bill O'Brien from mm. would be a good hire, something along those lines. But I agree with Jackson, man. If 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 Cadillac Williams goes out and stuns Alabama this week, Cadillac Williams is the next head coach at Or not University. even stuns Alabama, just like does good. And it's just because of the way Auburn makes erratic decisions. But also, sleeper, sleeper in the coaches portal that could be uh, targeted for some head coaching positions. George's Dell McGee. Mm-hmm. I think so, but he's only a running backs coach right now. Maybe, but I don't think he's head coach material yet. Oh, I don't, I don't think he is either. But there's a bunch of people that I didn't think were head coach material that are now head coaches. So I mean, definitely, I I definitely questionable. Yes, uh, he could be. He could be. He, he's. I mean, his name's been thrown around, and you know the Georgia Tech toss up, and thrown in, and a couple SoCon toss ups. So don't count him out. I mean, no telling what Auburn's going to do. Man, this this podcast I think is going to get real fun once the once the um, po- pre postseason slash preseason hits um, with all these coaching vacancies and once the hires actually do come out. But um, as we close it out, any closing statements for this episode nine? Go dogs, I, Jackson. I don't think I have any this week or this midweek. I guess you could say. My closing statement is going to be thanking the sponsor, HHWR Builders. He's got our equipment on the way. So um, we thank the sponsor and follow the Instagram page. Follow the Instagram page. Leave a comment on the Who's In graphic. We're about to go post right now. And tune in Sunday night as we drop episode 10. Until then, see ya. Yay!